0: So we will talk about <coughs> the Negotiable Instruments Law. So we will try to cover as much ground as we can, starting from the uh, the preliminaries as to the history of Negotiable Instruments Law. So the history of Negotiable instrument Law. The use of Negotiable Instruments dates back as early as the Tang Dynasty. It's not surprising that the uh, Negotiable Instruments Law er- originated from the Chinese tradition. After all, they are known for trading. This trades extended beyond their community. Lawlessness must have been a common theme. Thus, it would have been dangerous to bring large sums of money while well, you are trying also to bring your own products. This must have led to the idea that instead of bringing actual cash, it would be safer to bring a representation of such cash. Cash. Now, The practice trickled to the Middle East, then to Europe. Okay, It was in London where the law was first codified under the English Bill of Exchange Act 1882, which the precursor of the model, uh, model law of the U.S. known as the U.S. Uniform Negotiable Instruments Law of ni- 1896. However, not all states accepted the U.S. Uniform until Negotiable Instruments Law. They believed that there was a need to further improve the law. Thus, they enacted the U.S. Uniform Commercial Code which actually is the basis of most commercial law of the Philippines and the world after that. Example, uh, laws and letters of credit here in the Philippines is largely based on the U.S. Uniform Negotiable Instruments Law. So we have Negotiable Instruments Law in the Philippines. The Philippines has copied most of the U.S. Negotiable Instruments Law, with the exception of certain provisions which even U.S. courts had had a hard time making a stand on. This was the basis for the creation of our own Negotiable Instruments Law. Thus, under Act No. 2031 or February 3, 1911, our Negotiable Instruments Law came to fruition, which became effective on June 2, 1911, Relevance to studying the history of Negotiable Instruments Law. Knowing, knowing the period during which a particular law is enacted will help people understand why the words or language found therein were were once used in the enactment of the law. The practices of the period and the culture of the time will help in understanding the law as a whole. Okay. Negotiable instruments law applicable only to negotiable instruments. Then neg- negotiable instruments is only applicable to negotiable instruments. Topics such as negotiable instruments of title under sales has no application in NIL because the same is covered under the Civil Code. The adjective and substantive aspects, the remedies of the parties, are found in the Negotiable Instruments Law itself. It is therefore imperative to determine whether a document is negotiable or non-negotiable. Take note, NIL will only find relevance if the instrument is negotiable. It is not. Other laws such as the Civil Code may apply. The purpose of NIL, or the Negotiable Instruments Law, to facilitate and regulate commercial transactions. Example, it would be convenient to bring 1 million peso to a buyer of a parcel of land having to count the money in front of the purchaser it was born out of the circumstances of the time considering that the trade was already popular beforehand functions of negotiable instruments law so what are the functions of negotiable instruments law number 1 it is a substitute for money okay It is a substitute for money. So that's number one. S, it's a medium of exchange. That's E. Then number three, it is a medium of credit transactions. It's a medium of credit, medium of exchange, medium of substitute for money, medium for exchange, medium for credit transactions. Then we have, it, it is a means of making immediate payment. Okay, so there are S medium of exchange. Medium of credit transaction sec then means of making immediate payment sec IP okay so it's a substitute for money Okay, so those are the functions. It is a substitute for money. A negotiable instrument, while it is not money, is a substitute for money, eliminating the risk of dealing in cash. To illustrate the difference between money and negotiable instrument, money, when transferred be- uh, because of the particular transaction, results to termination, it is considered payment. However, for negotiable instruments, that which is transferred is not considered payment unless in cash. Okay, so, mana, terminate na ang kuwanso with money when transferred because of particular transaction results to termination if it is considered payment but for negotiable instruments you still wait if the payment is in cash money retains its value even if transferred to multiple individuals in contrast a check which is transferred to multiple individuals wherein one becomes bankrupt results in the loss of value when it reaches the last person okay So money retains its value even if transferred to multiple individuals. In contrast, a check which is a negotiable instrument which is transferred to multiple individuals wherein one becomes bankrupt results in the loss of value when it reaches the last person. So nay loss of value o money walay loss of value. Nevertheless, the purpose of the law is to place negotiable instruments in such footing that they would be freely accepted like money without question in commercial transactions and thereby facilitate trade. So in short it is designed to facilitate trade and to ensure that commercial transactions it is accepted like money without question So it is a medium of exchange it allows transactions to be closed and allows exchange of assets to happen even if there is no actual cash it does increases the purchasing medium in circulation doing way with the active handling of money and they need to be physically need to physically count bills and coins whenever payment is made to financial transactions. To illustrate, you would be willing to give to another party your assets, no a car, by a simple exchange of handing down a check. This check represents the value of money already. It is a medium of credit transactions. The instrument is a representation of one's credit. It's called credit because it takes into account one's ability to pay. So ang, ang instrument ko no is representation of one's credit. It's called credit because it takes into account one's ability to pay, one's wealth or reputation. When one does not receive cash in itself, credit actually ensues. Example, one can receive an instrument which is payable after 30 days only and you will still be willing to close the transaction. Okay? So here, one can receive an instrument perhaps which is payable after 30 days only and you you are still willing to close the transaction with the passage of time. You you, You are actually allowing credit to happen. Credit presupposes that there had been no actual payment of money yet, but despite of such facts, the transaction is deemed closed or perfected. It is a means of making immediate payment. Payment here does not mean that the civil code Rather, payment in the sense that the transaction has been completed is closed with the mere transfer of the instrument as a representation of payment. Example, X can transfer his whiteboard marker to Y. If Y gives a piece of paper saying that Y owes X1 million payable to X or to his order, and the paper is given to X, X deems it as a payment. Thus, X in effect gives the whiteboard marker. So, payment here does not mean that Need that of the civil code, rather payment, in the sense that the trans- transaction has been completed. Disclosed with the mere transfer of the instrument as a representation of the payment. So, characteristics of negotiable instruments. What are the characteristics of negotiable instruments? Number one is that they, the na, no, the, the negotiability and then and it accumulates secondary contracts so these are the two characteristics of negotiable instruments first is that it is negotiable and then number two it accumulates secondary contracts okay negotiability negotiability refers to the quality of an attribute of an instrument to to be transferable from one person to another okay So, you know that it is transferable. You know that it's negotiable when it can be transferred from one person to another. Okay. It refers to the quality or attribute of the instrument to be transferable from one person to another. And whoever holds that instrument holds such against other, against defenses of prior parties. So, you hold it such against defenses of prior parties. Okay. Then uh, we have example here, an extended loan of one million. Let's try on this mode. We're going to try to recall mode. See. So, what are the characteristics of a negotiable instrument? Number one is that it is it is negotiable. No. Then number two that it is it accumulates secondary contracts. Negotiability refers to the Attribute of an instrument to be okay to be transferable from one person to another. Whoever holds that instrument holds it against the defenses of prior parties. Okay, so an example of that is an a a extended loan of 1 million to B. So C si B may utang. B should pay 30 days. After. So before 30 days, A assigned his rights to C. What is his right? Okay, the right to collect the amount of 1 million pesos to B. But instead of saying that he has one million worth of rights, he just say he actually two M. He actually two million and assigns such right to C. Okay, so uh, sa kaninga situation, A extended alone to of one million to B, which B should pay within thirty days before after. So before thirty days, A assigned his rights to C. No kanang Oi, si B na na So what is his right? The right to collect the amount of 1 million pesos to B. So, C can't collect B. But instead of saying that he has 1 million worth of rights, he says that he uh, he actually has 2 million and assigns such right to C. When C goes to B to enforce his right, B will be compelled to pay the amount of 2 million pesos? The answer is no. Because C only steps into the right of A which only has the right to the extent of 1 million. 2 million? No, because what is assigned is the right to collect. The right to collect, the rights of uh, for that person is only 1 million. The situation does not apply when A stole a negotiable instrument from B in the amount of 1 million and then negotiates the instrument to C, hands down the instrument to C. So, kaninga situation, dili di siya mo apply kung si A, yang gikawa ang instrument from B. Okay, in the amount of 1 million, and then negotiates the said instrument to C. Okay, and then yung gihatag ni C. If C goes to B to demand payment of 1 million pesos, can be alleged that A stole it from B, so he should not pay C. Okay, for instance, if C goes to B, to demand the payment of so si C C mona ni ang ni assign sa yung rights no si A may ni assign niya modus ni B to demand the payment of one million can be alleged that A stole it from B can be alleged that A stole it from B so he could not pay C. The answer is no, because the negotiable instrument has the characteristics of negotiability. Thus, it is free from the defenses of prior parties. The instrument will remain payable to see. Accumulate secondary contracts. So, the most important feature of negotiable instrument is the accumulation of secondary contracts. So, mo ni as they are transferred from one person to another. Once an instrument is issued, additional parties can become involved. So, mo a issues a negotiable instrument in favor of B B negotiates it to C C negotiates it to D and then D to E A and B had a, con- had a have a contract B and C also enters into another contract and same to C and D and then from D to E. A total of four contracts. If the instrument has already matured, where can E go for the payment? Again, if the instrument has already matured, where can E go for the payment? E can go to any parties of the payment. No? So the payment mature naman payment. So asaman padong si E. E can go to any of the parties for payment. He can go to A. Pidi siya mo A. Pidi siya mo A. If A refuses, E can go either to B or C or D. Pidi siya delay. Because E already holds an instrument which holds the co- all contracts with the previous parties entered into prior to B his contract. Referring to E. it is It is as if E has contracts with B, C, and D is because it can accumulate secondary contracts save for certain limitations. So what is a negotiable instrument? A negotiable instrument is one. Okay, what is a negotiable instrument? Okay, a negotiable instrument is a negotiable instrument is one used in commercial transaction and which complies with all its elements negotiability provided for under section 1 of the negotiable instrument's law. Okay, commercial which complies all elements of negotiability provided for in Section One of the Negotiable Instruments Law. Does it have to be negotiated before it becomes negotiable? Yes, it has to be. It has to be negotiated before it becomes ne- negotiable. It has to be used in a commercial transaction. If it is not used for commercial transaction, while it bears all the elements under Section One, it cannot be considered a negotiable instrument. It has to be used. Okay. Then we have here, we have here forms of negotiable instruments. Okay, so form of negotiable instruments. So relevant provision. <clears throat> what is the formula? An instrument to be negotiable must conform to the following uh, to the following requirements. Number one, it should be in written form, signed by the maker or the drawer. It should contain an unconditional promise or order to pay a certain sum of money. It should be, it should, it it must be payable on demand, payable on demand or a fixed period of time, fixed or determinable future time. It must be payable to order or to bearer, and if it is addressed to a drawee, it should be named or, or otherwise indicated or other or other indicated therein with reasonable certainty or he should be indicated therein with reasonable certainty. So, these are the forms relevant provision under section 1. It says here that for a negotiable instrument to be negotiable, it should contain the following. You should memorize this. There are 1, 2, 3, up to sa imuhang ilong. Okay. So we have here, uh, it must be in writing and signed by the maker or drawer. So what do you mean by that? Okay, it means that it should be in any form of writing. Okay, any form of writing will do. It can also be printed, type written, or stamped as long as there is a manifestation of physical form the language of your obligation material there is no requirement as to the material used. it can be in any other any material as long as it can be transferred from one hand to another signed by the maker or drawer difference between the maker and the drawer. a maker is the one who makes a promise to pay in a promissory note he is personally liable to pay a drawer is the one who issues a bill of exchange to order a payment to be made he orders someone to make the payment Maker or drawer does not have to be the one who writes as long as he or she is the one who signs. Location of the signature. The signature may appear in any part of the instrument. It can appear at the back or in the face of the instrument. There is no requirement or where the the signature should be placed. It can be signed anywhere provided that such signature signifies the intention of the drawer or maker to be bound by the instrument. Type of signature. There is no requirement as long as there there is intent to be bound. If the signature was a heart, it's still valid. If the signature says Tyler Swift, still valid. Now there is no requirement as to what signature you place, for as long as the mark or signature, whatever initials you place, are the indicators of your intent to be bound by the instrument. But of course, you will run counter the usual practices of the particular place, wherein you're supposed to make a signature using your name at this name. That is artistic enough to indicate it is as any other person's name then it may prevent the instrument from being accepted it can affect the acceptability of the instrument if you don't comply with usual practices then again as to whether it will affect negotiability it will not it must contain a conditional promise or order to pay a certain sum of money conditional promise or order to pay condition any future event which may or may not happen it could also refer to a past event that none to the parties which give rise to an obligation or extinguishes an obligation to make it or to make it not negotiable the condition must be put to promise or the order to pay so unconditional it is not contingent on the happening of the future event not subject to any condition so when you say condition any future event which may or may not happen, it could also refer to a past event known to the parties which give rise to an obligation or extinguishes an obligation. To make it not negotiable, the condition must be put to the promise uh, in order or the order to pay. Unconditional, it is not contingent on the happening of the future event, No, not subject to any condition. Okay, so unconditional, it is not contingent on the happening of a future event, not subject to any condition. Promise or order to pay. So promise pertains to a promissory note. So if it's a promissory note, uh, then you have a promise. If it pertains to the bill of exchange, then that is an order. Then parties make maker and payee, you know, and then parties drawer and drowie and payee. Okay, for promise, it is the prim- a person primary liable who obliges himself on the instrument. If it's an order, refers to the person directing another person or himself to pay on the instrument. Requires an additional act on the person primary liable, that is by accepting the instrument. Is that a condition? Uh, no, that is is not considered a condition because everyone is certain to die. It is... Th- The exact time when death will happen is uncertain, but death in itself is certain. It's just a period. So what about death because of cancer? It is a condition. While everyone dies, it may not be of cancer. It is uncertain to happen that a person dies because of cancer. Statements added to the instrument which does not affect negotiability. There may be statements added to the instrument which cannot affect its negotiability and cannot affect the promise or order being unconditional. When the promise is unconditional, an unqualified order or promise to pay is unconditional within the meaning of this act. Though coupled with an indication of particular fund out which reimbursement is to be made. So, with don't indication of particular fund is to be reimbursed to be made for the particular account to be debited with the amount. A statement of transaction which give rise to the instrument. But an order to promise a payout of a particular fund is not con- unconditional. So pidira ng nakai statement of the transaction Which give rise to the instrument. Yeah. This is because of the payment from the car or the khan. Uh, but an order to or promise to pay out of a particular fund Adil uh, unconditional. Okay? So, you can mention the of Arise. An indication of a particular fund, a fund out of which reimbursement is to be made or a particular account to be debited without. What about if payable out of a particular fund? It's non-negotiable. There is a condition placed on the promise or order to pay. There is a condition that the particular fund does not exist and that the fund is sufficient to pay. Okay. When you are trying to make a promise or order, it extends to your general to your general created and not just to a particular portion of a credit. Section 3 says that if there is a fund specified for which payment for the obligation will be made, it will make the instrument conditional. okay So it says here non-negotiable. okay So what if payable out of a particular fund? Non-negotiable. negotiable, there is a condition placed on the promise or order to pay. There is a condition that the particular fund does not exist and that the fund is sufficient to pay. When you're trying to make a promise or order, it stands to your gen to your general created and not just to a particular person created. Section 3 says that if there is a fund specified for which payment for the obligation will be made, it will make the instrument conditional. So but pid. Ar- this arises from where it arises. No, so ang pwede is, kuan, uh, an indication of particular fund out of reimbursements. So, reimbursement lang kera, pero ang pagbayad niya as to what source of fund di, pwede. Or you can also mention that uh, it arises from particular. No, so what about if reimbursed from a particular fund? So a statement specifying the particular fund from which reimbursement can be made or that the fund may be debited or deducted or a statement of transaction does not affect the character of order or promise of being unconditional. The condition imposed not on the order to pay but on the reimbursement which has nothing to do with the negotiable instrument anymore. The existence of the fund does not extend the order to pay, it only extends to the reimbursement. Therefore, whether or not there is a monthly salary there is still a requirement to pay, now a statement of the transaction which gives rise to the instrument. What about if the subject to the terms of a loan contract? If I am the holder of the instrument and I do not know what the loan contract provides, then I may not be able to demand payment. It may also be easy for the loan maker to say that there is no loan contract or that the tr- terms are not complied with. It is made to depend on a separate contract and in such condition. It makes the promise conditional. So, a statement of transaction which gives rise to instrument. What about if the subject to the terms of a loan of contract? So, subject to the loans of contract, ayaw, it will render it negos- non-negotiable. Okay? If I am the holder of the instrument, I do not know where, what the loan contract provides, then I may not be able to demand payment. It may also be easy for the loan maker to say that there is no loan contract or the terms are not complied with. So what about if arose from a loan contract? You are made to promise to pay because of a loan contract. Whether or not the contract exists does that matter. It is merely stating a transaction which brings about the promise to pay. The promise to pay uh, because of a loan contract. Whether or not the contract exists does not matter. Okay. So arose from a loan contract. What about if arose from a loan contract? You are made to promise to pay because of a loan contract. Whether or not the contract exists does not matter. It merely stating a transaction which brings about the promise to pay. The promise to pay here already exists whether or not the loan contract exists. The instrument can stand on its own. It will not affect the negotiability. No. And then we have here, we have here, Uh, Section 3. Provides that the statement of transaction that gives gives rise to the instrument will not affect the character of being unconditional of, of the promise or order to pay. Okay. So let's proceed now to the sum must be certain in money. When is the sum certain in money? A sum is certain in money if it can be determined on its face or that which can be computed without resorting to any extrinsic evidence. A sum is certain in money if it can be determined on its face or that it can be computed without resorting to any extrinsic evidence. Example. Sum of 1 million. It is determinable but the question is in what form is the 1 million? You have to indicate whatever the currency is. You have to indicate the full amount, including the denomination of the amount. Okay. So, to be a sum certain of money. A sum is a certain money if it can be determined on its face that it can be computed without resorting to extrinsic evidence. So, it's clear that it's in its face. Statements added to the instrument which do not affect its negotiability. There may be statements added to the instrument uh, but which cannot affect its negotiability and cannot affect the sum being certain in money. Relevant provision section two. What constitutes a certainty as to sum? The sum payable is a sum uh, certain within the meaning of the stock, although it is to be paid, no, such as with interest, by stated installments, by state ah, okay. So what constitutes a certain sum on? The sum payable is a sum certain with the meaning of the SDAC, although it is to be paid. So with interest by stated installments, by stated installments with a provision that upon default in the payment any instalment of interest the whole shall become due with exchange, whether at fixed rate or at the current rate, with the cost of collection of attorney's fees, in case payment shall not be made at maturity. Okay, provision for interest. The provision for interest may be added. We cannot also affect the sum certain in money. Effect of interest rate is not stated. It is negotiable. A mere phrasing with interest is deemed not to affect the character of the sum. It still renders the sum certain in money. Interest under business transaction could refer to legal interest. So the rate could just be 6%. The requirement of when it is supposed to run starts from the maturity of the instrument. This is still negotiable by stated installments a provision that the instrument be payable in stated installments, specifying the amount of the installment and the due date for each installment in addition acceleration clause may be added if there is a stated installment must specify two things the amount of each installment and the due date for each installment so if you stated installments it should have the amount and the due date for each installment what if through monthly installments first payment is July 1 some authors would say it complies. No, at attorney A's position is that it does not comply because the second installment does, is not mentioned. They just made the inference that when you say monthly, it means the next month. This is this is not necessarily true. Monthly could actually mean on uh, on a per month basis. This is still not certain, but you can argue both ways. Acceleration clause. A clause stating that when an obligor devo- defaults on his obligation, it could make the entire obligation due demandable. It does not affect the negotiability of the instrument. So we call this one the acceleration clause. The extension clause. A clause stating that the extension to fulfill the obligation is allowed. Does the extension clause render the instrument non-negotiable? It depends on whose option the extension is given. If the extension is the option to the holder, Whether or not the period is specified, it does not matter. The holder wants to demand it after 100 years, so be it. No? If it is on the part of the maker, then you have to specify as to how long because it will render the amount not certain in money anymore. Okay? So next, we have provision on payment on current exchange rates. A provision on payment on current exchange rates will also be added, but it has to be made sure that the currencies are involved, so you can provide a current current rate that it presupposes where the instrument will be drawn and where the instrument will be payable. If you do not know where the instrument is do- drawn, then it would be best if the currency rate be specified. Okay, again, a provision on the payment of currency exchange rates may be added, but it has to be made sure that what currencies are involved. So, you can provide a current rate that it presupposes where the instrument will be drawn and when the instrument will be payable. If you do not know where the instrument drawn, then it would be best if the currency rate be specified. Example, 48 dollars, 48 pesos is one dollar and not just to say the current rate. Provision on collection costs and attorney's fees. A a provision on collection costs and attorney's fees may also be added provided that they are only due after the instrument has been due. Okay, does it affect the sum being certain in money? it does but the instrument has already become non-negotiable it being already true therefore it is already irrelevant uh, so that's why you can add attorney's fees okay so remember that a, a negotiable instrument is rendered negotiable non-negotiable the moment it is being paid no it becomes true it is already due no. Okay, it must be payable in demand or at the fixed or determinable future time. Payable in demand. Section 7. When payable in demand. An instrument is payable in demand when, where it is expressed or to be payable in demand or at the site of the presentation, in which no time of payment is expressed. When an instrument is issued, accepted, or endorsed when overdue, it is as regards to the person so issuing, accepting, or endorsing it payable on demand. So, canvas aman payable in demand. Payable in demand siya ang instrument if it is expressed or to be payable in demand or at site or presentation. In which no time for payment is expressed. Willay time, no? When it is expressed to be payable in demand or at site or at presentation, I promise to pay 1,000 at 10,000 pesos on demand. At the site, applies only. At the site applies only to bills of exchange where there is a drawing at site upon presentation purpose of that site is for it to be presented to the drawy for acceptance when it is accepted by the drowie that's when the uh, when he obliges himself to pay in the, the instrument upon presentation is the purpose of payment it is applicable for both promissory notes and bill of exchange requiring payment from persons primarily liable in which no time for payment is expressed if the instrument does not specify a date as to when it is payable, it is deemed payable in demand. So, if wala date no automatic, it is payable in demand. Where an instrument is issued, accepted, or endorsed when overdue, it is regards to the person so issuing, accepting, or endorsing it payable in demand. This is when an instrument is payable in demand only to certain parties. The type of parties referred to here are immediate parties. Immediate parties, those who are privy to the transaction. So, when an instrument is issued, accepted, or endorsed when overdue, it is as regards the person so issuing, accepting and endorsing it payable in demand. This is when the instrument is payable on demand only to certain parties. The type of parties referred here are immediate parties. Immediate parties, those who are privy to the transaction. For example, I promise to pay 1 million to bearer. 10 days after Y dies. So here, we have uh, X. Okay, kanang, when he dies, it cannot affect the negotiability man, because it's certain. So I promise to pay 1 million to bearer 10 days after A dies. So X and then to bearer 10 days after Y dies. So delivery 10 days after the death of Y. When it is delivered on the 15th, it was already demandable but not payable in demand because the period has not yet lapsed, delivery beyond 10 days from the death of Y. It is only after the 15th that it had already been payable on demand because this is when the period has lapsed. This is when the last paragraph that the instrument is issued, now accepted or endorsed when it is overdue only applies. The parties may be knowledgeable about such fact but not automatically because if this instrument is transferred to C, the word word used there is indoors and the example above is a bearer instrument. That means you cannot see at the back as to when the instrument was actually indoors or when it is transferred. Okay, so delivery beyond 10 days from the death of Y. It is only after the 15th that it has already be- become become payable on demand because that is when the period has lapsed that is when the last paragraph of the instrument is issued accepted or endorsed when it's overdue only applies the parties may be knowledgeable about such fact but th- th- but not automatically because if this instrument is transferred to C the word used there is endorsed you no know, and the example above is a bearer instrument that means that you cannot see at the back, as to when the instrument was actually endorsed or when it is referred. So, in the section, we are talking about where an instrument is issued, accepted, or endorsed when overdue. It is as regards to the person so issuing, accepting, or endorsing it payable in demand. This is when an instrument is payable in demand only to certain parties. The type of parties referred here are immediate parties. So, ano mga immediate? Those are PV. For example, I promise to pay 1 million to bearer 10 days after Y dies. So, kanisiya, uh, X, ihatag na ni A. Okay, and then, can A, B, then C, then D. Promise to pay 1 million to bearer. So, anyone naman, kaya bearer man. So, delivery of 10 days after the death. So, when it was delivered on the 15th. Where's the 15th? It was already demandable but not payable in demand because the period has not yet lapsed. So, 5 days. 10 10 days. Delivery 10 days after the death of Y. So when it was delivered on the 15th, it was already demandable. But not payable in demand because the period has not yet lapsed. I promise to pay 1 million to bear 10 days after Y dies. oh. So after After 10 days. Paman. So delete uh, ma. It was already demandable but not payable in demand. Because the 10 days 10 days after the death of Y, uh, when it was delivered on the 15th, and uh, so it's not something payable, no? okay, when lapse, delivery beyond the 10 days from the death of Y, it is, it is only after the 15th, yes. Because na siya in yung fifth, uh, fifth day pa man. So, ten days man ang term. The days already lapse become payable in demand because that is when the period has lapsed. That's when the last paragraph of the instrument is issued, accepted, and or endorsed when it is overdue only applies. The parties may be knowledgeable of such fact, but that automatically because this instrument is transferred to C. The word used there is use, there is indoors and the example above is a bare instrument that means you cannot see at the back as to when the instrument was actually indoors or when it is transferred beyond the 10 days from death but bearer is without knowledge of death of why beyond 10 days from death but bearer is without knowledge of death of why So what if you no know, beyond 10 days na from the death but bearer is without knowledge of death of why but let's say it was transferred in the 16. But C does not know why uh, is already dead. Can you say that the instrument is payable in demand in relation to C, who later transferred an instrument on D on 720? No, because C is not immediate party. Even if they are are actually in terms of proximity, very close to B. B is probably the only one who knows that Y has already died on 75. So that means after 10 days of his death. Payment must already be due, hence can be demanded. But because C doesn't know it in relation to D, D cannot demand payment to C right there and then. The instrument as to C cannot be considered payable in demand for the purpose of application of the last paragraph, section 7. The last paragraph therefore tells us that there could be an instant where an instrument is payable in demand only to certain parties. So, immediate. Okay? If the instrument was endorsed, if... It would have been easier if the instrument had been endorsed because it is very easy to say that the party is considered an immediate party because you can see the date when it was endorsed. Payable on fixed future date. If it states the fixed future date as to when it is payable. So, for example, to bank a payable to Mr. Floro or order 1 million on December 25, 2016. Is Is the example above even negotiable? There are two views, no? can actually be considered a negotiable instrument because while it merely is an acknowledgment of debt, but if it contains words of negotiability, it can be considered a negotiable instrument because what purpose will actually to inform the bank if not to demand payment, Para asa mo no? inform demand, then may not be negotiable because it does not state a particular demand, it's not an order, it's not a pay. But again, because of the words of negotiability, this may be considered as a negotiable instrument. Payable in determinable future time. An instrument is payable to a determinable future time within the meaning of the act, which is expressed to be payable, a fixed period after a date or site of on or before or fixed or determinable future time specified therein, on or at a fixed period after the occurrence of a specified event which is certain to happen though though the time and happening be uncertain. The instrument payable upon a contingency is not negotiable and the happening of the event does not cure the defect. Example of payable before a fixed future time to Bank A, pay to order of Loro 30 days, pay to order of Loro 30 days before, before December 25, 2016. Okay. So, it must be payable to order or to bearer. What does that mean? So, let's start with payable to order. Section 8. When payable to order. The instrument is payable to order when it is drawn payable to the order of a specific person or to him or his order. It may be drawn payable to order of the payee who is not a maker or a drawer. Okay, the payee who is not a maker or drawer. Okay, section 8, when when payable to order. An instrument is payable to order when it is drawn payable to order of a specified person or, or to him or his order. It may be drawn payable to order of a payee who is not a maker or drawer or drowie. Okay, then the drawer or maker or the drowie, two or more payees jointly, two or more several payees or the holder of an office for a time being. When an instrument is payable to order of the payee, must be named or otherwise indicated therein with reasonable certainty. A payee is not the maker, drawer, or drawee. So, ang payee, delete na Delete maker, delete drawer, or drawee. The payee or that specified person could be another person other than the drawer, or maker, or the payee. Okay, so we'll also proceed to the next part. We have here where the instrument is payable to order, the payee must be named or otherwise indicated therein with reasonable certainty. A payee who is the maker, doer, or doee. So the payee or that specified person could be another person other than doer, maker, or doee. So payee is not the maker. Promise to pay 1 million. To Y or his order. Pay is not the drawer. X is the drawer and A is the drawer. This is also an example. of instrument payable to pay which is either a drawer nor, nor a drawer. It's neither. So to A, pay 1 million to the order of B. Signed X. So see A. To A. Oh, see A and drawer. The drawer or maker. I promise to pay 1 million to X or his order. Ba? So, pay 1 million to the order of X signed X. To the drawee, no? To A. A is the draw here. Pay 1 million to the order of A. Two or more pays jointly. So, to A, pay 1 million to the order of B and C. Okay, to the order of B and C. So, Bill of Exchange, Pero duha ang mo, ang dawat si P and C. One or more several pays. To A, pay 1 million to the order of B or C. The holder of the office and the time in the position must be occupied by only one person. Otherwise, it will be rendered the pay undeterminable. It is an order instrument. It is required that it must be payable to the to a pay who is named or indicated with reasonable certainty. So, we lagi na president of the USC Lexicon. Payable to bearer. Relevant provision. Okay, when a when payable to bearer, the instrument is payable to bearer when it is expressed to be payable or when it is when it. Uh, when it is expressed to be payable, or when it is payable to a person named therein or bearer, when it is payable to the order of fictitious or non-existent person, and such fact was known to the person doing it, so payable, or when the name of the pay does not purport to be the name of any person, when only or the last endorsement is an endorsement in the bank. So when payable to bearer. The instrument is payable to bearer when it is expressed to be so payable or when it is payable to a person named therein or bearer, or when it is payable to the order of a fictitious or non-existent person and such fact was known to the person making it so payable, when the name of the payee does not purport to be the name of any person, or when only the last endorsement or is an endorsement in in blank. When it is expressed to be so payable. I promise to pay 10 pesos to bearer. Expressed solely. When it is payable to a person named therein or bear, bearer to Mr. X or bearer, when it is payable to the order of fictitious or non-existent person, such fact was known to the person making it so payable. Note, it must be an order instrument that the maker or drawer knows that Superman is a fictitious and non-existent, be signed it believing that Superman really exists, then it will not become a bearer instrument for failure to comply with section 9c, the intention of the party making or drawing the instrument matters. When this happens, the instrument is not an order instrument. This is non-negotiable instrument because it is neither payable to order nor bearer. The intent of the drawer or maker is important. I promise to pay 1 million to superman or order. When the name of the payer does not support to be the name of any person, pay to cash something which is ripened into practice that is not considered acceptable. Supposedly, this should be a negotiable instrument because there are no words of negotiability. Pay to cash is something uh, when the name of the pay does not purport to be named pay to cash is something which has ripened into a practice that is now considered acceptable. pay to cash supposedly this should not be a negotiable instrument because there are no words of negotiability bearer on or, or order of or words of negotiability if you don't see them there then this is not a negotiable instrument it should apply to cash alone another other word which is purport to be a name of a person. Question 90 also contemplates of an order instrument but it became a bearer instrument because you can specify who that person is. Pay to cash, 1 million. Name does not purport to the name of the person. In this case, the drawer knows that there is no need to make an order. Whoever holds the instrument can already demand payment for such an instrument. Because you made an instrument knowing that it can never be endorsed by any person, Then there must be an intention to deliver the instrument solely in whoever holds it that have right. Pay to the king of the Pacific Ocean or order 1 million. Okay, pay to bear will not make the instrument negotiable because of the lack of words of negotiability. Pay to payroll is not a negotiable instrument because it will violate section 1 as it does not contain words of negotiability. The only case decided on the basis of section is. About to pay to cash. De Leon is just making an analogy. Important: a bear instrument can be negotiated by mere delivery, while an order instrument can be negotiated by endorsement coupled with delivery. Who will endorse here? The bear will not be able to endorse. The intention must be for the instrument to be negotiable by mere delivery. In all these instances, except 9A and 9B, there are order instruments, but because of certain defects or circumstances, they may become bear instruments instead. When the only or last endorsement is an endorsement at the back. A blank endorsement is one which does not specify the person who will be receiving the instrument. At the back of the instrument, you will see the mere signature of the current holder of the instrument. It's not specific as to whom the instrument will be transferred. The intention of the party holding the instrument was to transfer it to anyone. Pay to LC, Pay to A, B. Signature B. Endorsed in blank. Once there's an instrument, always once a bare instrument, always a bare instrument. Example above will change the order instrument into a bearer instrument. How can you convert an order instrument into a bearer instrument? You endorse it in black. In black. Once endorsed, it will become a bearer instrument. Even if there is a subsequent special endorsement, it will change the nature of the bearer instrument. Example, special endorsement and then blank endorsement. So, special endorsement A to B, which is a special endorsement, then it goes B transferred to C, which is a blank endorsement. D, uh, C transferred it. To, uh, C transferred it to D as a special endorsement. Special endorsement. It becomes a blank endorsement when he transferred it to F. To so blank endorsement, and then G transferred it as a special. In the above example, the last endorsement was made in blank by F to G. If G negotiates it to a special endorsement to H, can it still be considered a bearer instrument? There were two blank instruments with special endorsements in between. Under the law, only the last endorsement is in blank will will it convert an order to a bearer instrument. In this case, the last instrument is special. There are two blank endorsements with special endorsements in between. Two blank endorsements and two special endorsements. There were two blank endorsements with a special endorsements in between. Under the law, only when the last endorsement is in blank. Under the law, only when the last endorsement is in blank will it convert an order to a bare instrument. Okay, in this case, the last endorsement is special, from G to H. Technically, this does not convert the instrument, but because there has been a blank endorsement, H. Can actually strike out the previous special endorsement, and it will be considered a bearer instrument. After striking out D, or striking out D E and G, D E and G. Aye. after striking out D E and G's endorsement, the last endorsement will be in blank. Once the instrument is converted into bare instrument, it's already a bare instrument forever. In this case, H can can just deliver it to I and then I to J. Alright, so after this, we'll proceed to where the instrument is addressed to a drawee. He must be named or otherwise indicated during reasonable certainty. okay so where the instrument is addressed to a drawing he must be named or otherwise indicated therein with reasonable certainty but before we go to that let's just just highlight a very important rule here okay technically this is not convert the instrument but because once an instrument is converted into a bearer instrument it is already a bare instrument forever that is what is being said here Uh, once kuno, you convert it to to a bear instrument. It is already a bear instrument forever. Okay, so there are two special, many special, and then you have you have blank bearer instrument ni. Pero si D nakahimu man o koan? Okay, the last endorsement was. How can you convert an order instrument into a bearer instrument you endorse it in blank once endorsed it will become a bearer instrument even if there is a subsequent special endorsement it will not change the nature of the bearer instrument mm. when the only or last endorsement is an endorsement in blank A blank endorsement is one which does not specify the person who will be receiving the instrument. At the back of the instrument, you will see the mere signature of the current holder of the instrument. It's not specific to whom the instrument will be transferred, and the intention of the party holding was to transfer it to anyone. Once a bearer instrument, always a bearer instrument. The example above will change the order of instrument into a bearer instrument. Endorse in blank. How can you convert an order instrument into a bearer instrument? you endorse it in black. Once indoors, it will become a bare instrument even if there is a subsequent special endorsement. It will change the nature of the instrument. So, you endorse it in black. So, what do you mean by that? Is it black or blank? You endorse it in black. Once endorsed, it will be recall mode. Okay. Once endorsed, it will be, uh, it will be changed forever into a bearer instrument. Once endorsed, it will become a bearer instrument. Even if there is a subsequent special endorsement, it will not change the nature of the bearer instrument. An example is A transferred it to B with special endorsement. B special endorsement to C, and then. Blank endorsement C to D, then special endorsement the C to E, then special endorsement from E to F, then blank endorsement from F to G, and then the last is special endorsement. So, kinang lang si H will have to have a blank endorsement. He can strike out. No, he can H can strike out the considered bear from striking out D, E, and G. The last endorsement will be in blank. Once an instrument is converted to a bearer instrument, it's already a bearer instrument forever. In this case, H can just deliver it to I, and uh, then from I to J. So where the instrument is addressed to a drawee, he must be named or otherwise indicated therein with reasonable certainty. This requirement is applicable only to bills of exchange. This is because drawies are present only in Bills of exchange. There is no DAWES in a promissory note. In effect, if it is a Bill of Exchange, there is no drawy. The instrument is not negotiable. The requirement is applicable only to Bills of Exchange. This is because drawies are present only in Bills of Exchange. There is no DAWES in a promissory note. In effect, it is a Bill of Exchange and there is no DAWES. The instrument is not negotiable. Okay. In the course, a case of Caltex Philippines v. Court of Appeals, Angela de la Cruz was able to get a certificate of time deposit from the security bank and trust company. After it has alleged that, they, that Angel gave this Caltex as a guarantee for its purchase from Caltex fuel products, Angel went back to security bank saying that he lost the certificates and was asking for replacements. After complying with the, bank, as with the bank requirements, he was given replacements. Per his instruction, the bank was instructed to apply the proceeds to loan of, of Angel with Security Bank. Caltex came, comes bearing the original securities to inspect and check the validity of the time deposits. The bank told them that they already applied the proceeds to the loan of Angel de la Cruz. Caltex filed a case against Security Bank saying that they should pay Caltex with the proceeds. The certificates of time deposit were negotiable instruments and the the bank should be liable upon presentation of such caltex want to classify as negotiable caltex can claim payment because of the warranty that the maker will pay the holder of the instrument and it will not be subject to the defenses of prior parties thus even if the security bank says that it already paid the instrument caltex now could just make the defense and even the bank already paid it they are still holding the instrument free from the prior party of angel whether the certificate of time deposits are negotiable whether security bank is liable whether the certificate at uh, certificate of time deposits are negotiable yes because the words bearer and depositor the certificate state that it's to certify that the depositor to pay to bear or the depositor this amount if the bank really wanted to pay angel only, the bank should have just said use Angel de la Cruz. Only another words, bearer and depositor. Another important word in the face of the instrument is payable. This matters because this should be promised to pay which means that this could be a negotiable instrument. Whether a security bank is liable? No. While there are negotiable instruments, security bank is not liable. This because in order for Caltex to receive payment, there should have been a valid recognition of the bearer of the instrument. Mere delivery, would have sufficed, but caltex officers said that they receive it in a form of guarantee so it was not really delivered as a negotiation for the negotiability of the instrument it is to be ascertained that you were a party to it at least at very least you should be a holder of the instrument in this case caltex be a holder because the instrument was just delivered not for the purposes of constituting caltex as the holder but merely as a guarantee they cannot assert this right as holders this case tells us that you just have to look at the face and the language used in the instrument to determine its negotiability. Okay, so we'll talk also about Philippine Education Corporation Incorporated versus Suriano. So, Enrique Montinola purchased an, a money order from Manila Post. He offered to pay a private check, but they were not generally accepted as payment for money orders according to the teller who instructed them to see the chief of money order division. However, Montenola did not go there. Instead, he managed to leave with 10 money orders and his cheque. On the same day, there was a notification to all banks not to receive the money orders. The Bank of America received the notice three days after one of the money orders was deposited with them and cleared the Bureau of post. The chief of money order division notified the Bank of America That the money order had been regularly issued and viewed thereof, the money is represented and had been deducted from the bank's clearing account. The Bank of America wanted the chief to reconsider the decision regarding the deduction of the amount from the clearing account of Bank of America but the request was denied since there was an action filed. The lower court ordered to countermand the notice given the Bank of America sided with the bank. It ordered the money division to reimburse the amount that was credited to the clearing amount. The Philippine educators became a party of the case because they acquired the money orders from Montenola which then deposited them in the bank. The bank cleared the amount and was released to Philippine educators. There was however an adverse notice that, that the money order was stolen and the money cleared which would be deducted from the bank's clearing account. The bank complained about the act of the money order division. Whether the postal money order is a negotiable instrument? No. The Supreme Court referred to the U.S. authorities regarding the value of the money order since our laws were patterned after them, and the constructions or interpretations made by them are given weight. In reference to the U.S. decision, they ruled that the government is not involved in commercial transactions. Ah, uh, yes. They ruled that the government is not involved in commercial transactions, but are merely exercising governmental power for the benefit of the public the money orders are not considered negotiable instruments an instrument to be negotiable must contain an unconditional promise the fact that it is from the government which imposes several restrictions in contrary to the very nature of the negotiable instrument reasons why postal money are not negotiable the the money order was for the public benefit an exercise for the governmental function and not for commercial transactions we have said that for an instrument to be negotiable it must be used for commercial transactions so, emphasizes the need to include this in the definitions provided in Section 1. Postal money orders are not unconditionable promises, but it is a subject to the restriction of not having more than one endorsement Further, It is payable only to the person specified because of this. It's not payable to order or to bear. Postal money orders as they stand now are not negotiable instruments. Metrobank versus Court of Appeals. We have another case. Facts. Eduardo Gomez had some treasury warrants that were all drawn from the Philippine Fish marketing authority and they were payable to gomez some of them were endorsed by the respective pays, followed by gomez as the second endorser they were endorsed by cashier gloria of the golden savings and deposited in metro bank so the flow is Phil fma endorsed to gomez and then golden savings and then metro bank gloria the employee of the golden savings was insistent in follow-up whether the treasury once warrants were cleared with metro bank the latter cleared the amount, hence Golden Savings released the value to Gomez. MetroBank's reason was because it was a, an accommodation of a valued cal- client. Actually, it was not an accommodation, but there were just exasperated, said by, exasperated by Gloria's repeated demands. After clearing the amount, the MetroBank informed Golden Savings that the warrants were not honored by the Bureau of Treasury. They demanded for a refund for money it released in Golden Savings. When this was rejected, Metrobank sued Golden Savings, but judgment was rendered in favor of Golden Savings. The question here is whether the Treasury warrants are negotiable instruments. No, the Treasury warrants in this case are said to be non negotiable because they are payable out of a particular fund which has a condition to an unconditional promise to pay the face of the instrument, it's stamped non-negotiable and that it is payable out of a particular fund, Fund 501. If you you condition the payment in the existence of sufficiency of the funds, the promise or the order is rendered conditional, so it will not comply with Section 1's requirement. The Supreme Court ruled in favor of Golden Savings, Metro Bank was negligent in Metro Bank. Metrobank was negligent in giving Golden Savings an impression that the treasury warrants were cleared. Without such assurance, Golden Savings could not have made the withdrawals in favor of Gomez. They also faulted Metrobank. The signature of the instrument were actually forged. The act Metrobank was extraordinarily careless. They should have waited for the clearance. So after this, we'll talk about two types of negotiable instruments. That is part one of our... Negotiable Instruments Review Thank you